Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw. I would be Bradshaw, and that would be the WWE Hall of Famer, Oklahoma's favorite son, Mr. Gerald Briscoe. And this is a special edition of Stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw. It is best of the best, as we call it. We go down and we analyze and we watch along matches that are more iconic, are famous, are some of the greatest in wrestling history. And today we've got the king of the death match, Cactus Jack and Terry Funk in the finals of the tournament 1995 in Japan, the death match tournament. Here we go, Mr. Briscoe. Uh, that's right, John. You know, those those that have been watching along with us, those dozen or so people have been watching along with us, you know, you followed a, a, our little series here. It's basically a series of faces of Terry Funk. And that's really what we want to cover is just the creativity and, and the versatility of the great Terry Funk. So let's get into this thing, Josh. Josh is a great technician. We finally got somebody that knows what the hell they don't do it and lose tapes in the middle of the final match. Anyway. All right, here we go, John. Take it away. Hey, this Set is up. the final match. What are we looking at? There's no commentary in this. So me and John going to try our best to kind of fill in the gap. John, kind of what led into this match. This was a tournament final, right? Yeah, this is a tournament final, and both the guys had wrestled twice earlier, so you'll see some uh, remnants of uh, blood on the guys and some scars on the guys already from the matches earlier. We just went over the semifinal match of Terry Funk and Tiger Jeet Singh, who was one of the biggest names in Japan uh, for the 70s and 80s and early 90s, and this was the mid-90s, so it was still a very big name in Japan, and now you have the matchup that everybody wants, and that is Terry Funk versus Cactus Jack. And there's, I think, about 30, 35,000 people here for this uh, tournament, and biggest tournament that they had put on. That's right. And, and is this the beginning of, of the hardcore in Japan? Or uh, I know this was the, the, what, the death match tournament, death match, or whatever it was. It was kind of, it was kind of the middle. So what you had was, you know, as, as you know very well, you know better than anybody back when you just had Anoki and Baba, you had two big uh, conglomerates. And then all of a sudden, all these other groups started splitting off. Some groups became more serious wrestling groups. Then Onita's group became, and in fact, they call Cactus Jack the American Onita because of his hardcore style. And got into the real hardcore matches. They had barbed wire matches. They had 
some of the craziest matches you've ever seen. Yeah, and the thing about it, Onita, you know, he was a pretty damn fair worker too, you know, in his day too, before he went all hardcore. But uh, that, like you said, these guys have been beat up all day long, and you know, just I just cannot, to me, uh, fathom being in a ring with ropes being barbed wire. You and I both grew up in the Southwest. We've been oh. around that barbed wire. That's the most unforgiving stuff in the world, man. You even get two feet of it, and it wants to rip you apart. And there you have Terry Funk selling the barbed wire. And if you notice the very first of the, of the match, uh, Funk was throwing that jab at Foley's uh, left eye. I don't know if Foley had juiced or just got busted open, but he's he opened up his eye with that jab. That's why you see him throwing those jabs so targeted at him that weren't that didn't look like uh, wrestling punches. That that right there is the same thing. He's busting open Foley. Oh, that, that's what I saw when I first uh, laid eyes on this thing and started going over it. Uh, I I I saw Terry laying those jabs, and I said those those don't look like working jabs to me. Then I saw a little piece with Mick kind of commentary, uh, Katie, on it, and he said uh, Terry laid in those couple of jabs on me, and 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 uh, must admit, but you never know when somebody's telling you that, you know? right? Yeah, you never know when somebody tells you it was a hard layer. Now this, yeah, this is a slab of barbed wire that Terry just carried in the middle of the fence. It's got those C2 explosives on it. So you saw how gingerly he was moving that stuff around. And I think around the 10 minute mark in this match, the entire ring is set to explode on them. Yep, they've got a timer on the ring. I mean, it's, this is one of the craziest matches you'll ever see if you've never seen a death match. And this, this spot coming up right here. I mean, I don't care how you're trying to work this. This is got to be brutal. I mean, look, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no matter where you touch in that Bob or bite, you know, you had learned a lot or the business had learned a lot about, you know, I had a barbed wire steel cage match with a big show in Pittsburgh where he choke slammed me through the ring. And, uh, but the barbed wire by then you'd realize he gimmicked it, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't fake barbed wire. It's just the barbs that were toward the boys where you could work were bent. And so they were flat. They're not flat here. No, they're not. That was before the days of uh, Magic Man in the back there. And you look at this. I mean, they're, they're, this is insane to me. I've seen pictures of Mick's back, you know, after one of these matches and, and the puncture marks in his back and everything. I mean, this is something you just don't go and get in your hotel bed and say, oh, man, I feel great. <laughs> you got to have a staff with you to, to help you out here. But look at Terry. I mean, Terry's been through the rugged. We saw him Helm and Jeet Singh last week, and Terry got the crap beat out of him there. But the versatility. There it is right there, the first explosion. And that's little explosion going on. That's not gimmick. That's not a work. And that Bob Hart not a work. Look at him right around. Oh, this is unbelievable. And stuck his shirt there. You see that shirt? And by the way, I got one of those funk you shirts, man. It's my pride and joy. I've never worn it. I had Terry give it to me, and I've never worn it since he gave it to me. Terry Funk and I almost got in a fight one time at 6 o'clock in the morning because I topped off a gas uh, tank in the car. <laughs> uh, he, he was against that, wasn't he, man? Oh, my goodness. He was so mad. I, I, literally, I thought, we're, I'm going to fight Terry Funk at 6 o'clock in the morning returning the rental car. <laughs> Uh, he had his little quirks about traveling and those, those cars, man. He told me what a waste of money it was, and I should never do that, that it looked full anyway. And, and 
I couldn't believe it. I thought he was ribbing. Then I realized he was dead serious. Here we go here. That's a lot of ass trying to double leg, a double arm there. If you're looking for star ratings on this match, I don't think we're going to get an awful lot of stars on this baby here. I don't, I don't think we are that was I mean, a look at this. I mean, this is just crazy mm. to me. You throw yourself into a legit barbed wire fence. Yeah, look at that barbed wire by him, too. I mean, it, just, it hangs on that, that shirt there. Terry, Terry had been busted out by a sword or something that Tiger Jeet Singh was carrying around in an in a earlier match. So yeah. He's he, going through brutality all night long. I think this is the third match for each of them. And you know, so, and the hard, the hard part is funk. He's older at this point. Yeah. You know how it is when you get older, you don't, you're yeah. more, this is crazy. Well, Terry's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't Foley think that's normal. ever been disputed, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Foley's right there with him. I mean, they're the insane nuts. I mean, I love the business. I do anything for the business, but I ain't going to do no Bob bar match. Don't ask me to do a Bob bar match. You know, they had uh, at one point over there with Onita, they had, they told me that they wanted one of the guys to hit, touch another guy with a chainsaw. I, I've heard that. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> they they had just gotten crazier and crazier and crazier. And at some point, you know, it just becomes too much. Well, that was the rib here in the States with all the guys. What are they going to do next? And that was the rib. They were going to get a chainsaw and cut somebody's arm off. You know, and <laughs> obviously that's what they actually wanted to do, basically. That's right. They they did. <laughs> That's the next step. Where do you go after this? So, I mean, uh, really, I mean, you can't yeah. go back in a you know, ring with no ropes or two out of three uh, disqualification. First one throws the punch, get disqualified. I mean, you got to go somewhere from here. It's just a philosophy of, of, of our business. Here. Yeah, and I understand it. You know, it could be the big blow off, but this whole tournament was death matches. Yeah. And I, I mean, think, like you, know, you said, I mean, uh, the Japanese people bought it, man. They what thirty thousand plus? In they this, did in this arena. So, man, it is these two guys and and then the other guys that participated in it, man. They they drew the drew the crowd. They, the people, I mean, how often are you going to get to see eight men thrown in a bar bar and get wrapped up in explosive and all that? <laughs> With a ring exploding, they kill people. You know, I was so lucky because I was with one of the like hardcore wrestling groups with uh, Kendo Nagasaki. You know, yeah. our guys were really stiff and really physical, but it was that was their style. We didn't do any of the hardcore stuff. A lot of chairs, <laughs> a lot of chairs, the head. Stiff chairs, too. Yeah. Well, it's different. I mean, yeah, it'd be a stiff match. I mean, uh, and and be, have a have a gimmick bob bar and, and and a fluorescent light bulb match. I mean, that's totally different philosophy there and this is a big deal in especially in japan the, the dory funk spinning toehold yeah this was the hold this was the guy doing hold there's jed singh uh, coming in he's the one of busted terry's eye open before is he going to do it again oh he's going for the throat and jeet singh uh, had reached his peak like you said before he was a he was a, actually a global superstar this guy was hot everywhere he went yeah, and as I said before, Stan Hansen uh, stole the energy of Jeet Singh. 
Well, yeah. he said he wanted to be like Jeet Singh, where he would come in the ring and nothing but action. I did not know that, but you can't tell by hair <laughs> Jeet Singh's action. <laughs> I mean, right. He, really, he would reach this peak, sort of like Terry there, but not, uh, a little bit more than Terry. But you saw that explosive there. And like you said before, man, that that's genuine C2 explosive. And there we go. You know, I don't know how you even prepare for a match like this. Yeah, and, I, I, I don't either. There's no place that you can you can research it. That's for sure. <laughs> and I'm not I taking. Asked, I asked Mick Foley one time. I said, Mick, you know, when you have a match, even a steel cage match, you know, that they jumped off the damn top of the damn, at least you have something you can reference. There ain't nothing in our history that you can reference. Now there is this here, but you know, beforehand there was nothing out there to reference. So. And Mick told me, we just kind of did things on the fly. We, we tried to protect each other the best we could, but it was impossible to totally protect each other. Terry, what a great salesman. And you're looking <laughs> at the best. He was one of the top baby faces in, in the nation of Japan too. And, uh, and he was one of the top hills in the nation of Japan too. This guy was so versatile and so tremendous in his work. Right, right back into. I didn't have enough. We got one board left. Let's get our money's worth out. <laughs> and Terry and Dory were two of the first uh, American baby faces, right? Right, they were the first two that uh, Japanese people first started cheering for because they there was so much respect for their style. You know, they had they come over against. You said uh, at one time it was Baba and 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 Oki. They were tag teaming, and then it was Baba and Tenru. Bob and uh, Taruta, I mean, and and and, uh, and Oki, who were great, and they had such tremendous matches there. And as you know, working in Japan so many times, people they respect your athletic ability and they respect yeah. your work so much. It don't matter if you're from where you are; if they respect you, they're going to let you know about it. Look at that! Here's the crimson big finish. There, Mick Foley's face is a crimson mask, ladies. Oh. Ooh, what juice. That reminds me of the days in the cow palace with you and that crazy uh, uh, Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you guys were about this brutal uh, match without the prop, uh, without the bob where you had all the other props. Right? That's right. We had all that the other That was the only thing you was missing in that match. Uh, At one point, Eddie said, uh, good juice essay. I said, the blade's still on my wrist, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> he busted me open twice. With the title belt, <laughs> he goes, Oh, oh, okay, good. He goes, Good, good, good. He goes, the old, Let's go. It's the old, you know, good for business, good for business. I, that night, I thought we were going to have to have a 911 squad come and get both of you guys. <laughs> yeah, looking back, it, it's a wonder. It's a wonder we finished. We were young. Eddie could barely make it into the dressing room. We, we had to be carried into the dressing room. That's right. Yeah, they end up taking him to the hospital. And here Foley is the death match king. There's that white t-shirt thing again. You know, you wear that white t-shirt when there's a lot of juice. That's right. You always figure out a way to wear a white. You never wear black. There's a feeling deep in my stomach because I was happy in the United States. I was happy there. 
until Terry Funk signed with IWA. Terry Funk signed with IWA. The Japanese press has called me the American Onita for the past five years, and that's great. But when Terry Funk came to the IWA, I didn't see a chance to make money. I saw a chance to finally sleep at night. Because the name Terry Funk has hit away in my guts for the last three years, because no matter how good I was, no matter how dangerous I was, Tiger, that's right. I knew in my heart. I've never beaten Terry Funk. And in my heart, I didn't know if I could. It was a quest. And now, with my body batter, at last, maybe, I can find peace, Tiger. Because I've beaten Terry Funk. I've beaten Terry Funk. There'll be many, many more times, you know. There's not the only one, you know. There'll be many, many more times. King of the death patch. I don't feel like a king. I felt like shaking Terry Funk's hand. He was hurt. Well, so am I, Terry. It's a heck of a promo. And a good promo, and it tells the story on what what made this house draw. It was that competition. It was that ego that Mick had and Terry had wanting to be the best hardcore. And every place that, that Mick could go, they would compare him with, with Terry Funk, you know, the actual king of hardcore. That's what uh, Mick always wanted to be with uh, king of hardcore. So he had to go through his idol and had to go through the the, the absolute best no matter what you think of this type of match, you got to look at these two competitors and, and, and think these are the two greatest hardcore guys of yeah. all time. I don't care who you think. That's right. These are, are the two absolute best hardcore uh, guys of all time. Yeah. And you look at Terry Funk. I mean, this is 20 years after he won the NWA title. And he's still the guy that if you want to be the man, you had to beat. You know, Foley, right. Foley wants to be the man. He realizes he's got to beat Terry Funk. And this is 20 years after he held the NWA title. What a run. That's absolutely amazing. And I didn't even think of it that way. 22 decades, man, that, that, you know, this guy has been on top of his game. And at that point of his career, I mean, 20 years after he was number one in the world, 20 years after they still look at him as, as the best. And you go to Japan today and, and ask the Japanese people who's the greatest hardcore champion of all time, and they're going to tell you Terry Funk to this day. I'll tell you one uh, quick story. <laughs> we were wrestling in Austin, Texas, and I understand the Irwin Center now. is I think they're closing it now. I think they just had the last basketball game recently. And uh, I'll go out in the Irwin Center in uh, University of Texas, Austin, capital of the state, and the place goes banana. As Pat said, the place, place goes banana. <laughs> And uh, I thought, man, I'm getting over. And I'm, I'm sitting there. And for a second, I really thought it was me. And then I realized I'm here with Terry Funk. And I'd walked out with Terry. We're tagging that night. And Terry's over on the side. He's waving that towel. Yeah. And so just to make sure it was Terry, I just walked to the ring real quietly. And nobody even noticed. <laughs> I get in the ring. Terry's still waving the towel. People are going crazy. Not a soul that building knows I'm there. <laughs> but for a second, for a second, I thought, Man, I'm getting over. 
It felt good, huh? It felt great. <laughs> well, folks, there you go. The faces of Terry Funk. You know, I hope everybody enjoyed this little series. And, you know, there, there's a few other series that, that we want to get to. But we we try to give our perspective. And, you know, we try to be honest with you. That was no 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 match that you, you, you could ride home about, except for its value, historical value of being two of the best hardcore guys. So, Take it for what it is. You know, we thought you'd enjoy it having two of the greatest of all time uh, on 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 the show here today. So, thank you, Josh. Uh, we got more coming up, though, right? We got a lot more coming up. We're going to go through uh, some of Vader's history. We got looking up all kinds of different matches. The Tupelo Concession Brawl we got on tap. We got the Freebirds, Von Erics. We got so many different matches. I mean, this his, this business says you know, Miss Briscoe, loaded with great iconic moments and this is one of those moments you know this was a, a match that's called the greatest death match of all time and the two greatest hardcore guys certainly of all time and when you mentioned uh, i know you get excited when we talk about the free bird and the uh and the von eric that's kind of what inspired you to take the path career path that you eventually ended up taking there so it's got to be a thrill for you to go back and, and review this stuff it sure is i remember being in the ring in dallas and it's past the, the heyday of 84, 85, when those guys were selling out you know, Texas stadium, uh, putting 40,000 people in at least. And I got to be in the ring when the Von Erics made their entrance. I got to go to the ring and tag with Carrie and Kevin. And that was just the dream come true from a kid who, who idolized both these uh, two groups and became friends with all of them later. And those guys are as good a guys as you would imagine. They say, sometimes don't meet your heroes. I met my heroes and they became bigger heroes. That's what I think of. Michael Hayes and Terry Garvin and uh, Jimmy Garvin and uh, Kevin Von Erich and Kerry. They were as big as I thought they were and even better in life. Well, man, you got that rub. You got the big, big applause there in, in Austin at the Frank uh, Irwin Center with, with uh, King of Hardcore Terry Funk. But then you were in the middle of the ring with Von Erich. You had to be getting a hell of applause then. And it was, was it, you did, you know, at least then they were cheering for the Von Erich. Or... There's no doubt about it. We came out to <laughs> Iron Man. I was with Carrie and uh, came out with Iron Man. And there's, I could have been a security guard for all that I was <laughs> noticed. It, it, those people loved Carrie Von Erich. And sitting in the ring when the Freebirds came down to fight us, and that place was just, I, I, I can feel it to this day how great it was. The, the ovation, you know, you, you rarely, you know, you remember stuff like that. I remember when Kane one time in Tallahassee, just on a house show, came out one time, and the place went ballistic. And I remember Lanza turns around and goes, the kid's over. Yeah. You know, you just there's some things that happened that you just remember like it was yesterday, and that was one of those things. So thank, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope you're enjoying our Best of the Best series. This was the hardcore final of the Deathmatch Tournament 1995, one of the most iconic matches of all time, called the greatest deathmatch of all time for the WWE Hall of Famer and Oklahoma's favorite son and my pal, Mr. Briscoe. I'm Brad Shaw. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>